Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James, and Jody must have been sure when I said, I'm ready, are you? <laughs> I was giving you a chance. <laughs> you changed your mind, take a chance. Sorry, I don't, I don't know why. Not, I not that like chance. It. <laughs> it's not I a bad song. I, I prefer the Muppets doing it, but yeah. that's. <laughs> no. Who doesn't prefer the Muppets doing almost anything? Is it my girlfriend. <laughs> Just Puppet, puppets crazy. freak her out for some reason. I, I don't know. You know, out of all the things, I, I could see that. <laughs> all right, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, though, I don't know which order these will come out, but we just finished recording uh, Camera's Wild Pub Walks, where I was drinking Red Velvet Mage from Black Flag Brewing, and I still am, because it was a short episode, and it's a really hearty beer. Nice. Assuming you're still having... Uh, Hendrickson tonic water. Yes. If you want more information on that, go back and listen or wait for and listen to the episode I just mentioned. Yeah. All right. But that's Zeppelin. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Magnificent bastards. House of the Holy. Part mm-hmm. three. The Larch. <laughs> mm, sorry. So I was looking at you're notes. sorry. Now apologize. <laughs> All right, you're sorry. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> so I, I I mentioned that the House of the Holy like there are going to be more of these than any because I had a ton of notes because this is their this is their apex this is their peak this is where they're kicking the most ass before they started getting too fucked up on shit. Yep. And I don't know if I just mentioned it to Jody or in the actual episode, but last time I said next time we'll do groupies. The film and quotes, mm-hmm. but that may depend on how long it takes to do groupies. Snicker, snicker. I see what you did there. <laughs> and who I'd not wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 yeah, the the uh, the film bits. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how long it takes because <laughs> I got lots of quotes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I I do. Um... I was going to talk about something that you mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, Robert had surgery right after the tour on his on his vocal cords. Yeah, uh, there there are a lot of people that think that affected his voice going forward. That he that he never quite regained his voice, um, and and I I think they may be right because when you start listening to the next album, he doesn't quite do some of the stuff that he had done previously. It's kind of hard to, uh, yeah, have surgery on your vocal cords or throat or anything and come back and I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I mean, you know, still even to this day, phenomenal singer, but yeah. Even if he's had to lower his, his tone a bit. It, yeah. Yeah. He's still the golden God fuckers. Yep. Was that, was that it? That's it. That's it. All right, let's move on to groupies. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's get out of Robert's throat and get into groupies. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we, we've mentioned Miss Pamela in The House is the Holy Ends Up for episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jimmy was continuing to meet up with her whenever he could, but it was at this point that he meets 14-year-old Lori Maddox. Mm-hmm. Going by her groupie name, Lori Lightning. Mm-hmm. 
and her being 14, well, Jimmy was uh, 28. So a bit of a discrepancy there, but evidently Jimmy did meet Lori's mom and thought he was a gentleman and knew Lori was going to go out and bang rock stars anyway. So what the hell? Well, she was, she was already involved with David Bowie. That's who she claims to have lost her virginity to. Yes. And as, as much as this is frowned upon today, um, was not frowned upon as much back in 1972, 73, you know? Yeah. If you think Jimmy Page is the only one that did something like this, <laughs> no. Oh, not even, not even. <laughs> yeah. And from the stuff I've always read, she, she maintains to this day, she was always a, aware of what she was doing and uh, was, was willing. Yeah. More well, more more or less. There's yeah, kind of a kind of a little piece in here that that when 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 it's written about with her quotes, it sounds romantic. But when sometimes you can read it, and you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I mean, Paige, there Paige catches a lot of flack for this from certain corners today in in, in this day and age. I you know, I, I'm not going to condone it, but. It, it it is what it is <laughs> it was what it was it was you know i mean i to me there there were people who did worse i'm looking at you ted nugent we won't go into that should i move on <laughs> maybe i okay. i mean she's she's always talked about having fond memories of that and um you know so i it's i i'm i i can't say that I condone what he did, but you know, I you gotta take her perspective into it too, I think. And they had a they had a good relationship from what I've always understood about it. Well me too. This is far yeah. I mean I know it, it played out after a while, but that'll that'll well I not yeah. that won't be this album, but right. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I guess we can we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we'll talk about this for a couple of minutes, so might be might be more to jump in on. Okay. I do have a nice quote from Miss Pamela that uh, there was such backstabbing in the groupie scene. In the 60s, we were all there for each other. There's a feeling that there's more important than any just one guy. Uh, but then in the 70s, that's when the backstabbing started and, and it, it wasn't as much fun. Mm, okay. Which, which... I, I'm also assuming part of it was hurt feelings because she was Jimmy's go-to in the four symbols era. And, and now it, he he was focusing on Lori. Uh-huh. One of the favorite hangouts of the groupies at the time, because we talked about the whiskey, we talked about the rainbow room, mm-hmm. but there's also Rodney Bingenhauer's English disco. Yes. Bingenheimer, sorry. Bingen, Bingenheimer, yes. Uh, which I I think may be portrayed in the Runaways movie. I would have to look and see if that was where Joan Jett and Cherie Curry met, but I, I, I know Rodney was the DJ wherever it was they met because Rodney was kind of involved in the, with the band, with, with the Runaways. Cool. Um, so, but that's a that's a 
some, something we can go the, the runaways is something we can go into something else so yeah so uh yeah rod rodney bingenheimer's disco yeah yeah well i know you <laughs> want to do an episode on them sometime anyway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep the the disco opened in 1972 on sunset boulevard i made a note that they served watney's red barrel beer because it's english <laughs> <laughs> and they'd play a lot of uk glam rock and one of the things i mentioned was that they played the suite a lot here oh okay okay so that's that's kind of cool yeah and and others and everything of course and groupies went here quite a bit mm-hmm. and evidently well i don't know if it's all of zeppelin or just jimmy and some of the entourage including richard cole but they came here for they they would come here anyway right but at one point in time jimmy found out Lori's going to be there and followed her and at this point Lori's like Oh my God, no! Because Jimmy followed her into the rest the restroom and started kissing her, and she's like, "Ah, stop it! Miss Pamela's going to kick my ass." Yeah, so it's not the fact that the guy's twice her age; it's that she's going to get beat up by one of the other groupies. Yeah, or or followed her into the restroom. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> and, and it's so, it's it's so, yeah. So Jimmy left, and this is even the worst part. He had Richard Cole kidnap her. <laughs> oh and, yeah yeah and take, take her, her to, to the hotel, hotel. Yeah. yeah and where they could be alone and and she does say which was romantic and we could finally be together yeah yeah sure but when i do it it's creepy <laughs> <laughs> you're not jimmy page <laughs> she's gonna have to agree to disagree on this <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> uh no a couple more things on this uh I don't think we've mentioned her, but another famous groupie, Lori's best friend was Sable Starr. Okay, yeah. Who talked about losing her virginity to Randy California when she was 12. Uh-huh. And we'll talk about Randy California, who's okay, but his family, <laughs> we might not be so nice to when we finally get to the Stairway to Heaven court case. Yes. And I'll just, I'll just leave it at yes yeah we'll we'll go we'll go further into them like we do groupies when we get to that episode man <laughs> and here's my note Lori herself lost her virginity to david bowie when she was 14 mm-hmm. but otherwise uh got a, a couple little things one from cole one from plant and cole said uh the hell did i write here see my voice text sometimes i don't proof these as much as i should when i've <laughs> Oh, he talks about the original groupies uh, being a, a lot more laid back. I, I, I'm going to script the quote, so I'm not even going to. But the original groupies, like in the 60s, or in, in Zepp's, you know, when they first started touring in the late 60s, early 70s, mm-hmm. they were they were more calm. They they were as much, motherly is completely the wrong word, but uh, caring. And and they it wasn't just about the sex. It was also... Know, just having somebody there and and you could talk to and hang out with yeah uh, but then he talked about with the second generation of girls in la there was a lot more hysteria because they were trying to live up to what they read or heard heard about without really knowing how to do it i can see that yeah yeah i mean it's kind of like just as an example um throwing this out there has nothing to do with real life but uh maybe girlfriends of of two best friends who decide to get on the tour bus a bad company <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that story. <laughs> sure, one of us is laid up in the hospital just having had surgery. So 
why don't I go ahead and get on the tour bus? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just a funny story. Oh, that, was, that was a fun drive home, by the way. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> because I because I looked over and said, you're going to tell him or I will. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't want him to know. <laughs> oh, he'll know. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 you're welcome. <laughs> and I don't, I don't blame. I blamed you for about five seconds, but then I'm like, what were you going to do? You wouldn't have been able to stop them unless you actually punched them out. And we don't want that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who I blame? Melissa. Melissa and Heather. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I blame <laughs> Melissa more because she was the one that took off first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with that too. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Yes. <laughs> and while Plant may have enjoyed the sexual favors of the new generation of groupies, he was still hippie enough to really appreciate and love the original generation more, such as the GTOs. Yeah. And the quote he gives at this time in 73 was such a shame. They haven't got the style that they had in the old days way back in 68. <laughs> <laughs> what, four or five years later i mean <laughs> yep <laughs> uh but that's that's all i have for groupies oh wow okay well i mean they're all the stories but we kind of got into those we already did the the mud shark and the ginger yeah. and and all, all that so yeah yeah in fact i think we didn't even go into much detail on those because we're trying to be i mean there are even things that we don't necessarily want to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm ready to move on to the film if you are. Okay. All right. Back in the episode on House of the Holy, where we did the touring. Uh-huh. Mentioned that the last few nights at Madison Square Garden in New York, the last three nights of this tour, mm-hmm. they were having it filmed for a potential concert film. Yep. And I've got some notes now. And, of course, you know, Jody can jump in with whatever he wants. But it also will probably give some more when we get to that album. Okay. That won't be for a while because it does not get released right away. <laughs> uh-huh. So keep in mind, this is 1973. Joe Massett, a friend of Charlotte, Jimmy's main actual adult real relation, like non-groupie. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't <laughs> significant other. There we go. Yeah, that word, yeah. Yeah. He wanted to film some shows, but the idea had been turned down at first. Uh, one reason people think that Grant nixed it was because he didn't know anything about filming and he hated not having control. <laughs> that, that sounds about like, yeah. Uh, but Massett's 1970 film Wonderwall featured George Harrison's first soundtrack work. And okay, yeah. He and his wife lived in Pangborn, which is where they met Charlotte, and through her, they met Jimmy. But then, as people are finding out about other shows, such as the Rolling Stones' unreleased 1972 documentary called Cocksucker Blues, yeah, they, you know, they, they see what's going on, and Peter Grant decides to go ahead and do it with a working title, um, which obviously wasn't used, but as a working title based off of the Stones' Cocksucker Blues called Fishfucker Blues because of the Mud Shark story we just mentioned. <laughs> uh, sounds about like right. Yeah, sounds about <laughs> like Peter Grant. 
<laughs> so yes uh film was eventually agreed to by peter grant who said they would fund it on the condition that zepp would have artistic control and legal ownership uh-huh. and grant called mesa on july 20th 1973 just before the first of the three dates at madison square garden at the end of the tour because they were actually going to use some robert royal robert <laughs> hey 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 kids it's Royal <laughs> Albert. <laughs> uh, they're going to use some 1970 Royal Albert Hall footage, but it was poorly lit. But I also saw that it was actually 1970 Bath show they were going to use, but it was poorly lit. And I've not seen any footy f- footage from the Bath show. The Royal Albert Hall show has been released. Yeah, it's not. And it's not I don't. Great. It's it's not. But I've seen worse. <laughs> I remember watching it, going, "The lighting's not that bad." I don't. Iron Maiden did the same thing with one of their concerts that they were filmed and were going to release. And they said, well, the lighting's not any good. And I'm sitting there going, "I it looks fine to me. Well, maybe the first one you want to be perfect. You know, when you're popping your film cherry, you want it to be worthwhile. I guess. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, due to all that and conditions, Grant said, sure, to mess it. Okay. Yeah, cool. Three, three camera crews did a couple dry runs in baltimore and pittsburgh before the new york shows okay filming cost eighty five thousand dollars. there is not a complete version of whole lot of love and there are other similar missing elements (laughs) which which we'll we'll maybe get into more when we get into when it was released because of (laughs) yeah you you would think if they did a dry run in a previous city they would have known Hey, this song's gonna run about this long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we should get more film. <laughs> this is Jamie Jimmy Page. I mean, he, even on a normal night, he's doing fifteen to twenty minutes. If he thinks he's getting filmed, oof. <laughs> yeah. Maybe may may do even longer. Yeah. Oh yeah, the movie was recorded across all three nights, where they wore the same outfits to help with continuity, and. Although they were asked to wear that same outfit every night, John Paul Jones claims to have not received those instructions and wore different outfits each night. (laughs) Yes, he did. He did, which is funny because if you if you catch it, yeah. (laughs) And I'm I'm going to go with the official line of JPJ was that he didn't get the instructions. I'm going to go though with him being a bit of a trickster. (laughs) No. Not Jonesy, not the bass player. (laughs) Those quiet motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) But yep, and then in October 1973, which if you remember is after the tour, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's where they began filming the additional fantasy sequences that we'll actually get into when we get to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, But Pages was done on the night of a full moon, October 12th, 1973, behind Volskin House, mm-hmm. which kind of get into with the upcoming Aleister Crowley, Jimmy Page episode. Oh, yeah. And Page said all of his solo spots in the movie related to the eyes because the eyes were mirrors of the soul. And he mentioned having to do yoga training for some of the uh, individual scenes because he had to stand rigid for so long. Yeah, yeah. And we'll mention plants little solo fantasy sequence was 
done at Raglan Castle in Wales. Harkens back to the whole folklore of Robert Plant, episode two. Yes. 2018, and then we just talked about it in the Wild Pub Hikes episode that either just came out before this or will come out just after. Yes. And I'll let Jody expound on this as much as he wants. I'll do it more when we get there, but I'm just going to quickly say I understand how cheesy the whole thing was, but being a huge Zeppelin fan, I still love it. Oh, yeah. That's not, I mean, well, one, you got to, you got to put it in the context. Context! Of, you know, it was the early 70s, so obviously it's going to be cheesy. <laughs> yeah. You want some You want some cheese with that macaroni? <laughs> my crackers yeah <laughs> you, want some, you want some cheese with that wine anyway uh yeah i i don't know i i mean yeah it's cheesy but it's kind of cool oh it is i love the fantasy sequences even though yeah <laughs> even yeah with the cheese everything's <laughs> better with cheese it is and just like Paige being real still and rigid for some of the shots the cheese stands alone. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's what I have. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about anything or no, or, or wait till we do that episode or, or whatever yeah, you want. We'll wait till we do that episode. Quotes, quotes from Zeppelin and people and people. Yeah, okay. I, I think I've got other. Yeah, I do have some people besides Zeppelin people. They're people. Okay. I don't have any from Strider. Sadly, so no dogs. Aww. And and even though they found that confounded bridge, no quotes from the troll who lived under it either. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that when we get to the songs in the next episode. <laughs> yep. Or maybe two, depending on how long it takes. <laughs> now I have a quotes. Bonzo said, I don't claim to be Buddy Rich. I play to the best of my ability. Okay, then. You would have people coming up going, you're not as good as Buddy Rich or Keith Moon or whatever. I would uh, I would disagree with those people. I would too. And so would Kramer, not Seinfeld, but the engineer, Eddie. Eddie Kramer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would say Bonzo would play hard from his bricklaying days, but also had a soft touch. His playing was monumental. Yep. All right. I'm not sure if I have these in a coherent form. I tried to do that, but who knows? So, <laughs> do you ever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but <laughs> it depends on depends on how much of a rush and how much I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paige says my main goal on Houses of the Holy was just to keep rolling like a train. Yeah, he he did actually say like a train. I added that. I, 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 I actually understood that. Yeah, <laughs> I got that reference. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, and that's the other thing. I got that reference. Yes, <laughs> yeah, said every although everyone was clamoring, clamor, clamor. Yeah, for another Led Zeppelin four, it's very dangerous to try and duplicate yourself. With us, you never knew what was coming. I think you could really hear the fun we had on houses, and you could also hear the dedication and commitment. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. No, well, you could, but you'd be wrong. Yes. You don't have to like it to, to hear how much they worked on it. Uh, Paige, talking about L.A., said, L.A. was like Sodom and Gomorrah. 
adding that it had always been that way going back to the golden age of Hollywood in the 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Zeppelin and the Who and you know all these different people were doing something radically different. LA has always been a cesspool of awesome orgies. Now I'll move on to Danny Goldberg. Danny Goldberg. Who we talked about a little bit, being their new publicist. Yeah. And I don't think I mentioned at the time, I mentioned some bands, but more, when I say more recent, these are still older bands now and, mm-hmm. you know, 2023, but he, he has worked with Nirvana, Sonic Youth, the Allman Brothers, people. He worked with Kiss for a while too. Oh, nice. He was the one who um, talked them into, uh, on the, on the album Revenge, he's the one that, uh, talked him into putting Gene's song first and for Gene to get back into demon mode. Probably needed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, not a bad was, album. Oh, that was a very good album. I lost a girlfriend over that album. Moving on before <laughs> unless you want Best to. Best trade I ever had! <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you don't want anyway. to get more into it. Nope. Right. <laughs> but maybe someday if we do an episode about that album. <laughs> oh, definitely. If we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, anyway, Danny Goldberg, <laughs> in 2008, yeah. he said, the main reason Zeppelin is great is because all four members of the band are incredibly talented. You could have built an entire band around any of the four of them, but the real key is Jimmy, mastermind of the band. He had so much confidence in his own abilities and he had no problem surrounding himself with those incredible players. Jimmy also had a vision of what was going on in rock and roll at the time and how to take it to the next level. After the 60s, Zeppelin was the beginning of the next chapter. All right, then I'm going to have a quote from Jimmy where he talks about drugs. Okay. I can't speak for the others, but for me, drugs were an integral part of the whole thing right from the beginning right to the end. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he said they make you feel like you're invincible. And then he talks about a story of how he climbed out of a New York ninth story window and just sat on the air conditioning unit looking over the, you know, those old fashioned AC units who actually hung out of the window. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, ninth story. Uh, Just looking over the city because drugs kind of make you feel a little invincible. All right, my next is another page quote. Uh huh says, Elvis brought blues and race music to the white culture. Yeah. Which isn't really apropos of Houses of the Holy, but he said it during this time period, so you know, I'm giving mm-hmm. it up. And I mostly want to put that in there, that considering Elvis is the reason I started playing guitar with my brothers is 45, we'll have to talk about records someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of Jailhouse Rock, I'm surprised I've never even really considered doing an episode on Elvis. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I'd be okay. I like I like the king. Mm-hmm. It's good wow. to be the king. <laughs> oh wait, that was a different king. <laughs> Never Which, mind. <laughs> I, I won't get into a tangent, but I did finish up History of the World Part Two tonight before we recorded. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but How was it? It's good. Cool. Was it? That's on what Hulu? Yes. Okay. I'm. Uh, it was cheesy, but I rewatched. Tonight get to part, talk her into watching that so it was cheesy but i just watched part one also and since part one starts with a bunch of 
um, a, a primates becoming human, having a big circle jerk. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you like the first one, you'll like the second. Oh, well, then, okay. If you don't like the second because of some of its political things, you were too young watching the first one to have gotten those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gregory Hines, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, move, move. yeah, yeah. Back to Zeppelin. Back to back to. I think I had some about Elvis too, and then we got sidetracked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I know what it was. Elvis you want some lemonade? Lemonade, make cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yep. 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 Plant, I'm going to move on to Plant. Okay. In this band, we're very lucky that everybody is more enthusiastic as time goes on. There is no fatigue or boredom musically at all. And then adds, the magnetism that the group holds can't wane for any reason that I can see. I've tried to stay away from all the passing fads and stuff in the music business, and there's no reason why we should follow them all. We can set our own standards. I think people appreciate that. You know, I I think that's one of the things that set them apart. They never jumped on the bandwagon. No, no. Which which I mean, they, they, to be a bandwagon in the eighties when everybody in, were influenced by it. Well, yeah, yeah, but they, I, I mean, they they dabble here and there, but you know, it's not like it's not like uh, in the in the nineties. Kiss putting out a grunge album. I mean, you know, you're Kiss. Why are you putting out a grunge album 20 years into your career? Just because that's the 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 big thing that's being pushed right now. Yeah, Stick with their, doing Kiss or their disco era, <laughs> or or their disco era. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and Zeppelin. I mean, they'd experiment with different things, as as we'll talk about on this album, especially. They they would experiment with different styles, but they never jumped on a bandwagon and you know because you can't you can't point to any one of their albums and go oh well that's their this type of album because they didn't do that (laughs) and i I think to me that's part of the reason why they're still the greatest band ever i'm gonna have to argue one point they're the most super super duper band infinite ever no (laughs) Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, that, that was me being sarcastic and that I don't have anything to argue with on that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of threw me for a loop there. I'm like, really? He's going to argue that? <laughs> <laughs> if so, homie, baby, Loki, if he says the sweet or Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'll, I'll let you have those. all right i'm gonna move on with plant again okay plant on the tours debauchery (laughs) it's not really bad uh, the rule book hadn't been written yet we were the standard though from which the patent had been used so many times now and and then i have a little note that says although to be fair the who and the stones and others did certainly give them a run for their money all right i have a uh, another quote from page now okay if you're wondering why I have more quotes from Page than anybody, it's because 
he's got more biographies out there, including his own autobiographies. And then yeah. Plant is next, of course, because he's got, you know, been interviewed the most besides Page and everything. So, you know. Yeah. That's why I try to give Jones and Bonham quotes when I can. There just aren't near as many. No. Well, they didn't, because I don't think they did as much of the press as Jimmy and Robert did. And, you know, it's kind of hard for Bonham to do press now. <laughs> Let's have a Ouija board and don't get the devil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We should do a seance to try to get. Oh, <laughs> uh, someday I should give the story of the, the Randy Rhodes seance thing with uh, that you weren't there, but with uh, I... haven't you done that though? I have, yeah. <laughs> I thought you've given that story though. Oh, could have. I have to go back and listen to those first Halloween episodes, yeah, because that's what it would have been. Yeah, way back October 2018. Yeah. Probably, I would say, episode 11 on October 31st, Halloween night, 2018. That is True Stories of Ouija Birds and Seances. So probably. <laughs> yeah. That All would right. make sense. Yeah, so go back to this. I don't have to give the story again. Good call. All right. Three quotes on not getting irked with each other. Okay. Jimmy Page. Oh, sorry. What? Huh? No, that was, I was, that was okay. Oh, all right, cool. Jimmy Page. <laughs> There's no splinter thing like solo albums. If there ever were solo albums, it wouldn't be because somebody was so frustrated they couldn't get what they wanted to do within the group unit. Yeah. Which is easy for him to say because he was in charge, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did get their, yeah, they, they all got input. It was cool. Uh, Peter Grant, second of these irked quotes. We got together when we needed to, and then did our own thing. That's why I always tried to make sure we didn't overdo the touring during the school holidays so the guys could see their children. We didn't live in each other's pockets. Okay. Although I think he's taking credit for that when it was really Jonesy who said, I'm going to fucking leave if you don't let me see. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. And then here we go. John Bonham got a Bonham quote. Nice. We're not too close. Not so that every little thing bothers us. If one of us is ill, the rest of us don't come down. We don't live in each other's pockets. Oh, wait. No, I was great. I moved up a little. Right. Um, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I often wonder. I don't know why you wonder. I don't know. Why should anybody else? <laughs> We're not too close. Not so that every little thing bothers us. If one of us is ill, the rest of us don't come down with it. We're close in other ways. There, there, okay. There we go. Now I do have a quote from Miss Pamela here. Okay. The downfall of the '60s dream was very disappointing because we'd really thought we could change things. As much as I love Zeppelin, they kind of fucked things up in L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something about their energy really altered the joie de vivre of the scene. They thought they could get away with anything, and they could, because everybody wanted to get near them. They were very debauched, and the girls got younger, and they're willing to do anything. It got to be incredibly sick. Yeah. And, and see, that, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. The girls, even at those ages, they they were they were willing. They were going after it themselves. Oh, yeah. They weren't being chased down in suburbia. They no. were dressing up in their skimpy, groupy outfits and going to the shows and the bars trying to 
well, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. they're willing to do. Yeah. And of course, I, I do have a little note again that says getting dumped by Jimmy for Lori probably didn't help with this attitude, but I'm going to say it was still probably true, like Jody's saying. Yeah. Again, not not condoning. <laughs> I'm just stating this is this is the way it was. And certainly not one of the aspects and reasons why we want to be famous rock stars. I definitely wanted to get laid, but <laughs> now see that, that I was going to caveat that with it wasn't that we wanted necessarily twelve or fourteen or sixteen years old 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 girls. We just wanted to get laid and would have been a, very ecstatic with eighteen to thirty year olds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> preferably at the same time. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, moving on to a pagey. <laughs> okay. Even when having holiday time, I never went more than a week or two without some sort of one-off gig or rehearsal or interview or recording session or awards presentation or other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they think we sit in our houses all day long, but we don't. All I know is I haven't stopped for three years. If it gives you any indication, I haven't had a holiday ever since the group started. I, I, I mean, He didn't. He, no. Uh, to be fair, though, when he and Robert go to India and things because they recorded and did music, he doesn't call that a holiday, even though it was something he always wanted to do. Yeah. It's kind of like me complaining that I have to go to a conference for work and I'm drinking at two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or as my note says, one in the after. Anyway. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Plant goes on. And says, this whole thing about playing the huge ballparks on your own and not a part of a festival, which would inc- which would bill other people, such as the Doors and Jefferson Airplane. Goes on to say that... The Doors weren't around anymore, I don't think, were they? <laughs> or had they um, broken up? Cause, well, because Morrison would have been dead by then. In 73? Did he die in... I thought he died in like 70. Huh. I, I honestly don't know. I actually watched that like a shit ton of times because Heather loved that movie. Uh, 71. Yeah. yeah, he died in 71. Okay, see? Yeah. But they still would have had musical festivals, you know, so. They, they would have. And I know the uh, I know the other members of The Doors kind of carried on for a little bit as The Doors. I think there was like one or two albums after Morrison died. There were, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know anything about them because I never really watched them or listened to those. Mm-mm. Anyway, anyway, Zeppelin. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, play goes on to just say that they they went out and did it on their own. And yeah. they were building. We we were building our art. We were moving in the biggest gargantuan way, but without any press or any promotion or anything. Yeah, yeah, they they really were. I mean, they. That's what's so impressive, is they they weren't getting any press. Because, you know, they they, <laughs> they didn't have a good relationship with the press until they brought Goldberg in. And, but they were, they were selling out, you know, like you said, baseball stadiums alone. No opening act, no festival, just them. Yep, they're out selling the Rolling Stones, who, if you read the biographies, were the darlings of the media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could have been, I you know, but yeah, they're kicking ass, taking names. 
And groupies. Oops, okay. And taking and groupies' names. And, and taking drugs. And, and taking drugs. <laughs> yeah. Right, one, one more quote. You ready? Yeah. Plant said, 10 minutes in the music scene was the equal of 100 years outside it. I believe that. <laughs> I do too, which is why uh, one of the earlier things I said in the previous episode was Plant loved going home and doing his things, but it did not take him long before he wanted to, to get together with friends to play or, or get back out on tour with Zep. Yeah. Makes sense. Does. But that's it. That's what I got. That's all you got? For, for this, but we got some more House of the Holy coming up. Okay. Yeah, we got... We got the record, which has background of the record, and it's it's charting and, and the cover artwork and, and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which might be its own damn episode. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we got the songs, which will be one or two episodes. Uh-huh. Jesus. No. Loki. Yeah. Damn, Loki, we got a shit ton of uh, <laughs> no stuff. Jeez, fuck. He thought I was kidding. No, no, I knew you were serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I have. Do you have anything that that goes with this episode? Not till we get to the music. All right, then that'll be that'll be soon. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I always knew Kermit LaFrog liked Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Kermit LaFrog. Kermit, Kermit LaFrog. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's his French cousin. <laughs> I do like the Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh no, he's coming for my frog legs. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we actually had a producer. I th- I bet we would have a, like a shit ton of fans. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm good if you're good. I'm, I've been drinking gin. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right then, do the things, share us, rate us, review us. Yeah, all that. So and then some. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some beer, send us a groupie, you know, whatever. Yeah. On that note, I'm James Lee Frog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Jody Le Pew. <laughs> oh, my cherie. <laughs> Come with me to the Casbah. <laughs> Looney Tunes. That was just some of the best stuff ever. <laughs> and we will figure it at you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. It's only two pages. <laughs> it's two Jimmy's long. <laughs> In other words, what do you call the first night with Lori Lightning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the hell did I write here? Jesus Christ. No, I don't think that was it. <laughs>